2: Which way will it go? State of emergency, as Florida braces for a monster hurricane. Could this be the worst storm to hit Tampa in
3: 100 years? Then, look out, falling cell phones. How carrying a cell phone on rides like that can be dangerous. It hit her on the head.
1: It was just like a hard impact.
3: Plus, Jeffrey Dahmer
2: Double, the controversial new Netflix series on the serial killer. What these victims are saying about it. I have been through hell because of this one person. And they got the wrong man. I'm still dumbfounded about it. He was accused of stealing from this airport terminal. He looked nothing like the suspect.
0: The extreme case of mistaken identity at the airport. Then,
2: was the horse too old to work? The owner says he's 15. But is he really 26? What the tattoo reveals. Then... Baby number eight for Alec Baldwin. The exhausted family today as news breaks of potential criminal charges for the Rust movie tragedy. Plus, Tom Brady and his kids. But where was wife Giselle? And road rage at NASCAR? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It's a wait-and-see game as forecasters and residents of Florida brace for Hurricane Ian. Already a Category 1 storm, it's expected to rise to Cat 4 by the time it makes landfall. And regardless of where it hits, folks in Tampa are being told to expect the water level there to rise to historic levels. Here's Stephen Fabian. A monster
1: is coming.
4: The state of Florida today bracing for impact.
0: Hurricane Ian
1: on track to become a monster storm.
4: Setting sights on the Florida coast now. Residents right now bracing for impact. This is a really bad situation for Tampa Bay. Forecasters are modeling so where Ian will make Thursday landfall. Friday, the models look like spaghetti lead, along Florida's Gulf Coast. Area, and the consensus is the Tampa will take a major models. hit. I spoke to WCBS meteorologist John Elliott.
2: It is day after day. After day after day after day of just sitting and spinning and strengthening, it is going to rip
4: up the west coast of Florida like a buzzsaw. Over the weekend, we saw Hurricane Fiona wreak havoc on the Canadian coast, washing away homes, leaving oh, devastation geez. in its wake. Now it looks like Tampa is next. The predictions are ominous worst hurricane to hit Tampa in over 100 years. 15-foot waves, 135 miles per hour wind. It
0: could be the storm they hoped would never come.
4: A storm surge could send up to 8 feet of water into Tampa, overwhelming the city's flood defenses. Tampa has
2: not had a direct hit since 1921. And remember, two, three, four, that talks about wind speed. But flooding, rain, it's all going to combine to cause all kinds of problems and heartache.
4: People are heeding the dire warnings. There are long lines at gas stations and at supermarkets, empty shelves, sandbags getting filled. If you get that warning to evacuate, you got to listen, right? Not only do
2: you need to listen to the warnings, you need to do it in a timely way. Time is of the essence. By Wednesday, it is going to be too late.
0: Mm. Wow. Experts say the major potential for damage from Hurricane Ian is the storm surge, not from wind. Actor Alec Baldwin is celebrating the birth of his eighth child, number seven, with wife Hilaria, but he may soon have bigger worries than family issues. Prosecutors in New Mexico are said to be close to making a decision about whether to file criminal charges in connection with the fatal onset shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. And Baldwin is said to be among those who could face charges.
5: An exhausted looking Alec and Hilaria Baldwin are spotted out with their brood for the first time since Hilaria gave birth to baby number seven. Hilaria was dressed down in baggy sweats. Alec held hands with son Raphael. Their sighting in New York City comes after Hilaria shared this video welcoming baby Ilaria Catalina Irena. The birth of baby number seven comes as Alec wakes up to new reports that he could be indicted for his role in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins during the filming of Rust. Prosecutors in New Mexico now say as many as four people, including Alec Baldwin, could potentially be criminally charged. The DA's office is asking for more money if they bring charges against the defendants stating it may require up to four separate jury trials. One of the possible defendants is well-known movie actor Alec Baldwin, according to the DA's office. They say potential criminal charges in the case range from gun law violations to homicide. Baldwin has repeatedly claimed he was told the gun had blanks, and he did not pull the trigger when Hutchins was accidentally shot. So no, you never pull the trigger? No, 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 no. I would never point
0: a gun at anyone and pull a trigger
5: at them. How telling are these reports that prosecutors in New Mexico are specifically stating that Alec Baldwin could be a possible defendant? This is a huge dose of bad news for Alec Baldwin. There was no reason for the prosecutors to say, and oh, by the way, we're thinking about charging Alec Baldwin. But they did say it, so it would be a shock now if they didn't prosecute him. Today, Baldwin appeared to be alluding to his pending legal problems while sharing an image of his children. My heart has been broken a thousand times this past year, and things in my life may never be the same. Lots of changes coming, but my family has kept me alive. They are my reason for living, and Hilaria Baldwin, too.
0: Baldwin reportedly has turned over what's been described as the final piece of evidence to the DA's office. That's the record of his cell phone. It's an amusement park danger that you may never have thought about. Your cell phone. A teenage girl was rushed to the hospital after she was seriously injured when a phone flew off a ride and hit her in the head. Lestron has more.
3: This teenager is lucky to be alive after a fun afternoon at the amusement park turned into terror. As she was waiting to get on this ride at the Oklahoma State Fair, someone accidentally drops a cell phone, and it's plummeting right at her. It hits 18-year-old Rebecca Gillespie in the head. Did you have any idea what it was that
5: hit you?
0: At first, I didn't until, like...
5: I looked down and I seen out of the corner of my eye the phone on the ground.
3: You could see the gash in her forehead and her dazed expression. The phone hit her at an estimated 45 miles per hour. It was like a missile.
0: There was a bystander that was a nurse who stepped in, started applying pressure.
3: She was rushed to the hospital.
0: She had a traumatic brain injury. People love to take
3: selfie videos as they freak out on amusement park rides. But here at Coney Island and at other parks that have high speed or rides that go upside down, they have posted signs that say no cell phones. At this amusement park in New Jersey, you can hear the ride operator telling people to follow the rules.
1: Please put your phone away.
3: At another park, a cell phone sails from this ride. This cell phone landed on the platform. This guy foolishly throws his phone to a friend on another ride, and it goes flying. But watch this guy catch someone else's phone in midair. The lesson never use your cell phones on rides. Not now, not ever.
0: So what do you do with your cell phone before you get on one of these rides? Well, a lot of amusement parks have zip-up pouches right on the ride, or you can leave it at a designated spot near the ride operator. An extreme case of mistaken identity. One year after an airport shop was burglarized, an arrest was made. But cops nabbed the wrong man, and it wasn't until the innocent man spent more than two weeks behind bars that they realized their mistake. Here's Jim Murray
5: this guy was jailed for a crime he did not commit i'm still dumbfounded about it the trouble started from michael lowe when he was about to board an american airlines flight at dallas fort worth international airport for reno nevada like most passengers lowe killed a little time walking through the terminal checking out some of the stores at the same time Another passenger seen in these surveillance photos allegedly stole jewelry from a duty-free kiosk. As bad luck would have it, both Michael Lowe and the suspect boarded the same flight. Police asked American Airlines for a list of passengers who might match the crook's description. The airline handed over just one name, Michael Lowe. Those allegations are contained in a lawsuit that Lowe filed against the airline. Unknown to Lowe, a warrant had been issued for his arrest. One year later, Lowe was taken into custody. What were your conditions like when you were in custody?
2: Uh, The jail conditions were horrible. People screaming, fighting, uh, violence. It was filthy. it smelled of urine. The facilities were just really, really bad.
5: It took 17 days for police to finally realize they'd made a terrible mistake. Lowe was released. Lowe's lawyer, Scott Palmer, says it remains a mystery why American Airlines confused the suspect with Lowe, who works as a nature guide in the Grand Canyon. I don't know how they went through their procedure and decided that he was the one when the actual perpetrator was on that flight as well. It's mind
2: boggling. He got away with committing this crime. And, you know, I'm the one who paid the price for it.
0: American Airlines denies any wrongdoing. It didn't say why it gave Mr. Lowe's name to the police, only that it responded to a court-ordered request for information in a criminal case. The number one show on Netflix this weekend was the miniseries on murderer Jeffrey Dahmer. The film reopens some old wounds for some of Dahmer's victims. And as Amber Cogliano reports, some say the impact of the movie is heightened by the incredible resemblance between the real-life killer and the actor who portrays him.
1: It's the face of evil reborn. These are scenes from the new Netflix drama about serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. You are got to make me do things I don't wanna don't want to do. Actor Evan Peters plays the infamous cannibal killer. This is the actor, and this is the monstrous Dahmer. Dahmer, a chocolate factory worker, lured unsuspecting young men to his Milwaukee apartment where he drugged and strangled them. He dismembered his victims and ate their body parts. Dahmer's bloody history finally came to an end when a young man he had targeted for death escaped the killer's apartment and alerted cops. Dahmer was arrested and confessed to 17 killings. I knew I was
2: sick or evil or both.
1: At his sentencing, the disgust he inspired in one victim's sister erupted. Inside Edition aired a world exclusive interview with Dahmer in 1993 at the maximum security prison where he was serving 999 years.
4: Eating of the heart and uh, the arm muscle. It was a way of uh, making me feel that uh, they were a part of me.
1: Now the new Netflix series is bringing memories of Dahmer's vile deeds flooding back. Preston Davis narrowly escaped death at Dahmer's hands when they were in the army together and Dahmer sexually assaulted him. Davis, now 63, has watched the Netflix series. How was that for you watching?
3: I think they did a good job. It didn't trigger me, Uh, I've gotten better. Uh, Through therapy, I felt more uh, sympathy or empathy for the uh, victims' families.
1: Billy Joe Capshaw was also sexually assaulted by Dahmer in the Army. Does it bring back all of these horrible memories?
2: Yes, it does. I have been through hell because of this one person. I'm gonna keep the language clean.
1: The woman who vented her anger on Dahmer watched the show's recreation of that moment and says, it felt like reliving it all over again. It brought back all the emotions I was feeling back then. In our 1993 interview, Dahmer made this confession.
0: There's no question
4: that I I deserve the death penalty.
1: In a sense, he got his way. He was bludgeoned to death by another prison inmate in 1994. But in the Netflix series,
0: he lives again. Dahmer was 34 years old when he was killed in prison. It was close, but Tampa Bay could not eke out a win last night over Green Bay. But a loss to the Packers may not be the only thing on Tom Brady's mind. His kids were at the game, but wife Giselle was not, which is only increasing speculation about the state of their marriage. The mystery of Tom Brady's marital
4: status to Giselle Buncheon continues. The football great shared a tender pregame moment on the field with three of his children, but Giselle was nowhere to be found. CNN is reporting that after 13 years of marriage, the superstar couple is living separately because of marital issues. Giselle is reportedly furious that Brady backed out of his decision to retire from the NFL. On the subject of football, the NFL has drafted Rihanna for the Super Bowl. The pop superstar will be headlining the big halftime show in January. Rihanna confirmed the news, posting this photo of her hand holding an NFL football. And the announcement sent social media into a frenzy, racking up over a million likes in under an hour. And road rage on the racetrack. We got trouble A fight broke out at a NASCAR race at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. Driver Andrew Grady can be seen repeatedly throwing punches through a window. Grady claims it started when racer Davy Callahan made an obscene gesture at him, which Callahan denies. Grady continued
0: clobbering Callahan until bystanders intervened and pulled him away. By the way, Callahan was still wearing his crash helmet at the time of the altercation.
2: Next, was the horse too old to work? The owner says he's 15, but is he really 26? What the tattoo reveals. Then. First, your boyfriend is arrested. Then he asks you to marry him. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
1: Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free?
2: He built a giant nuclear bunker and stocked it with rations. But did it make his mansion a target? Next in Edition. he vowed to protect his property. But his dream home became the scene of an unimaginable nightmare. They've lived a nomadic lifestyle since the awful night. Then, the Gabby Petito movie. You see what happens. How close is it to what really happened? Next Inside Edition.
0: An upsetting incident involving one of New York City's iconic horse-drawn carriages is even more disturbing. Officials now say that they've learned the horse was much too old to be on the street. Stephen Fabian explains how they figured that out. It was an upsetting scene seven
4: weeks ago. A carriage horse collapsed on a New York City street. The horse, named Ryder, laid on the hot pavement for more than an hour as NYPD officers cooled him off with a hose. When he finally got back on his feet, Ryder was deemed very thin and weak. Now, a major development. The owner is facing accusations that he tried to pass off the horse as only 13 years old. Officials say Ryder is actually 26 years old. Turns out most horses have an identification tattoo, which indicates exactly what year they were born. Ryder's tattoo says R5932. The letter R indicates he was born born in 1996 based on this standard identification chart
5: when we found out the actual age it was it's horrifying to know that he was out there in that heat working um, and he's equivalent to like a 90 year old man and he's emaciated so
4: that horse was an equivalent to a 90 year old man yes christina hanson a spokesperson for the carriage drivers union says Ryder's owner was hoodwinked
1: the horse was sold to him as being 13 that's why the horse came from the horse broker he had no idea that the horse was in his 20s or else he never would have bought the horse in the first place
0: Rider the horse is now retired on a farm upstate. Some cities, including Chicago, Salt Lake City, and Melbourne, Australia, have banned the use of horse-drawn carriages.
2: Still to come, first your boyfriend is arrested, then he asks you to marry him. (laughs)
0: If you saw this, you would be forgiven for thinking that you're watching somebody get arrested. In fact, this arrest has a happy ending.
1: Police step inside a restaurant and head straight for their suspect. The guy is told to stand. Then police put him in handcuffs, remove him from the restaurant, and put him in a patrol car. Then this. His girlfriend tries to find out what's going on. She's about to get quite a surprise as her boyfriend suddenly gets on bended knee. (laughs) Wayne Morse isn't a suspect at all. He's just a guy guilty of being in love. And the nice cops at the Whitman, Massachusetts, Police Department were glad to help make this a proposal to remember. What crime did you think that he committed? (laughs) You have no idea. They came in and they had a warrant for his arrest. Like they had his picture on a paper and everything. So... There was not a single second that I thought it was a setup. Was this engagement a dream or a nightmare? (laughs) It definitely, now looking back, I think it's awesome. As you can see, Kristen Fleming said yes.
0: (laughs) Cops say, while they were very happy to help with that proposal. Don't flood them with requests. They say this was a one and done proposal. When we come back, the littlest bird watcher. Finally today, a little bird watcher who didn't want to scare away the hummingbirds. This little
3: girl is a budding bird watcher. Look what she does to get close to the hummingbirds. She camouflages herself with vines. And it works. She's really become one with nature. That is
0: absolutely brilliant. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.